Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. Like to uh I'd like to say just to start this episode off that I told you so. I told you that the Lakers would win this series in six. I called it. Nobody believed me when I told people they're like, You're crazy. I said Lakers in six. I'm a hundred percent sure. He stole my line, bar for bar, word for word. That's exactly what I said. No, you last didn't. Episode. Not the Lakers in six. But remember how I said a long time ago, once upon a time, when this wasn't in the realm of possibility, I said, watch LeBron squeak into the playoffs and just do goat things and somehow the Lakers end up in the Western Conference Finals. Today is that day. Today is that day. And I, and I, you, I swear last time I said those exact words. Did you? But but I mean I'm not discrediting your Lakers in six. It's no, more like a good take. I mean, I just think my take was a little better. Oh, is that right? Okay. <laughs> because because it was more of a little hotter of a take than Lakers in six. I don't know. Lakers in six is pretty hot take. I mean I mean, I, I can check half, half, the odds of, were. half of my friends that I know that watch basketball said Lakers in six. Now, how biased that was, I don't know, but they also said Lakers in six. I don't know. I feel dude. like six. I feel like six is the magic. Like whenever you ask somebody like, oh, what do you think is going to happen in the series? Like what game does it end? I feel like everybody always goes for the and Nixon six. Um, man, you know, Boston in six. I feel like that's the most common, just... I'm you were just totally six. degrading what I called this. I said, the Lakers are in six, I'm taking them. And you're saying it's not even a good take. No, I'm not saying it's not a good take. I just said mine was better. Oh, okay. What was your take exactly? <laughs> that LeBron would squeak into the playoffs, because at this time we still didn't know if he was even getting into the playoffs. Squeak into the playoffs and goat his way to the Western Conference Finals. And honestly, I think Orion was on that pod, and I'm pretty sure he, he just said, like, I mean, I could, I could see that happening. <laughs> so I guess it wasn't, maybe it wasn't as bold as I thought it was. <laughs> That's taking all the steam out of my take. I was very proud of that. They won in six. Hey, hey. I, was like, I, I actually called that. I couldn't even predict that though, so kudos. There you go. I want to say something though because we'll get we'll get into it. I mean, what was your reaction to? There's so many different directions to go here, but what was your reaction to Warriors getting bounced? Let's start with this. You think the war the the conversation is the Warriors dynasty dead? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, I as long as Clay Thompson they still- and Draymond's contracts are up next year or this year it's a combination of those yeah i think but as long as they have as long as they have steve kerr steph draymond clay the dynasty is still rolling 
Now, once mm. either of those four come off, I believe it just goes downhill. Even if that one was Draymond. Well, Draymond's... Outside of Steph Curry, Draymond's probably the most important person on that team. I would say, like, clearly Clay Thompson, something happened. I don't know what happened to him, but something happened. I would say Draymond is... I mean, he won game five for them, basically. I mean, he, he didn't actually, but if you look at how he played, like, he played out of his mind. He was He was... Draymond never has over 20. <laughs> it's like when he has over 20, you know, he's playing out of his mind. So <laughs> I would I say think, 15, bro. Yeah. Dude. 15. But he's Maybe he hits one three. Player. So I'm kind of curious as to how I want to see him on another team. Cause I want to see like, is this like a, is he a system quarterback or hmm. can he rep, take his talents anywhere and, you know, create success? I don't think he can just because like it's so their success is so reliant on Steph Curry and Klay Thompson both performing like Steph Curry is a given. It feels like, I mean, the man he's, I don't know if you've seen the stats though. He's like, Oh, and eight or something on clutch shots. Like when down two, he he's never made like a clutch playoff or yeah, I think it's just playoff clutch playoff shot um, with, you know, 15 or 30 seconds left. I'd have to pull up the exact stat, but if he he's a guarantee, usually gonna just put at least thirty up, and if Clay Thompson also puts thirty up, I mean Draymond kind of fills the gaps on defense and rebounds and making sure the offense flows and the fast break. And I mean he's he's pretty solid, but I just don't think if you move him to another team, like you would need it to be almost like like the Trailblazers, the Damian Lillard. Like you'd need like a primary shooting point guard, like a strong. Like, he would do well, I think, on Dallas with Luka Doncic and Kyrie, that kind of thing. Like, that would be – but you have, to have, you have to have enough offense in the guard position in order for him to be successful. And then on top of that, I don't think – it's going to sound weird. I don't think he's a loser. Like, I don't think he can play on a losing team and, like, elevate them to be a winning team. Like, he's just a piece that you add that – elevates a winning team and kind of just makes them better but he's not going to be the the person that turns a team around if that makes sense he's that guy you get at the trade deadline you're already really good you're like top of the league he's that guy you get at the trade deadline yeah and you put him on like your third line the third line solid third line guy could shoot the puck score some rough up a little bit you know I, i feel that 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 is Draymond Green, but yeah. that's what you need to you. That's how you go from contender, but can't get there. Seventy sixers, um, to you know being able to actually win it all. Yeah, he's. I like I like Draymond. I mean, Michigan State guy. I've always liked him. I don't like some of the antics he does on the court, but he's just that's just Draymond. So. I'm a fan of his. I think he's good. I, I don't think the Warriors dynasty is dead. I agree with you that really as long as Steph Curry and and uh, and Steve Kerr are there, I don't think the Warriors dynasty is going to be dead. I think if you lose Clay Thompson it's in some way, like 
we'll see if Jordan Poole bounces back from this playoff performance because my God, was he looking amazing last year? And I believe in I the first series they played, he he went nuts in the first series, um, or at least he played on par with what it was what was expected. But he total, was a letdown. Total one eighty, bro, from a year ago. Yeah, and he was. We we're like, oh man, this Steph Curry could retire right now. They got Jordan Poole, man. It's fine. And now it's like, a, but yeah, dude, LeBron, thirty nine, nine, and nine. Yeah, I heard an interesting stat. It's giving me a little hope, and I don't like it. In the conference finals, LeBron is ten and one in his career. That one, yeah, in two thousand nine with Cleveland. This man, ever since he left Cleveland, has not lost a conference finals. I don't know if he's gonna win this one. I don't um, know either, bro. I'm, you, I'm. I mean, I'm the guy who says never bet against LeBron, but I. I really, really think the Nuggets. This is their year. Like I really, it's it's either the Nuggets, and it feels like it's the Celtics year too. And those are the two teams I don't want to pick because I want Jimmy Butler to push through and I want LeBron to push through. I just I think they hit their ceiling here. Like if Jimmy beats the Celtics. That has to be, I don't, I'm not sure if that's like one of the biggest upsets or like one of the greatest, you know, playoff achievements by an individual player or a team because they were a play-in tournament team, bro. Like a play-in tournament team to make it to the finals and mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler being what he is, man, that would be, that'd be something. I'd love to witness that. I just, I just don't know. Um, I, I, I think... This this uh, series is going to go to one of two ways. It's going to be a very quick ass beating by the Nuggets. I'm talking about sweep or gentleman yeah. sweep. Yeah. But if it's actually competitive and goes the distance, Lakers are taking it. Ooh. And the thing is, yes, the um. The Nuggets so far in the playoff ha- playoffs have been pretty, I mean, dominant to say the least. Dude. Unstoppable, some will say. But same time, the Lakers do have Anthony Davis, who is a good, I think he, I mean, I can't think of a better, like, player to counter Jokic in this situation. Like, I, I wouldn't know who, who who would be a better player to have in there, Draymond? Probably, nah. yeah, probably nobody. <laughs> I mean, Anthony Davis is going to be your number one pick if you had to go against Jokic in the seven games. Maybe Giannis, series. I mean, but not even... Maybe. Uh, maybe. I mean, you know, Jokic's a little chunky, you know what I mean? I like Anthony Davis, so I think that's a good take, yeah. And so, if... An- I think that's what the series is going ultimately going to come down to. Can Anthony Davis hold it down one on one against Jokic? If he can, Lakers can take this. Cause, I mean, I know Golden State's not great, but man, having to defend that three point on—I feel like, I mean, me watching a team play the Warriors, I'm just like, when. When the opposing team is on defense, I'm just like, dude, three point line, just 
three-point line hand up. Like, I am paranoid of the yeah. three-point line. That's where Rockets and fan should be. <laughs> I am so paranoid of the three-point line. I can only imagine the actual team in there playing defense against the Golden State Warriors. And I feel like some of that fear is kind of what gives the Warriors success too. Mm-hmm. They're like they're jump they're, they're they don't want you to hit hit a three so bad that they're jumping at you. Just do a little pump fake. They're jumping in the seats, bro. Like they are. But what I was trying to say is, if Anthony Davis can hold that one on one matchup, I mean, it, it's it's not really as hard as. You know, six games guarding the Golden State Warriors guards. I don't know about that. It's 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 just different. It's different. It's different. You don't have to like. How do you stop Jokic? Have you figured that out? I'm hoping uh, Darvin Ham's gonna figure that out. If if I could figure that out, I, I need to go be a coach and get paid, brother. That's true. Nobody can figure him out. Man jumps two inches off the ground. He, you know, averages 37 points in the playoffs. So, I mean, he put up 50 a couple games ago. He, he is quite literally unstoppable, and he doesn't look it. And he's he's just... The thing that is... I'll say the same thing I said about the Warriors series, and I was right about this with Anthony Davis, is if Anthony Davis can prioritize rebounding and get at least 10 rebounds every game. Like, and, and it doesn't have to be just 10 bullshit rebounds, like 10 important rebounds. And whether it be like his base is 10 or he gets 13 or 15, 17, he got 23 in one of the games. The two games that the Warriors beat the Lakers, Anthony Davis had nine rebounds and seven rebounds. Like that is, that is the most important thing. That's what I said at the very beginning of the series is, can he control the boards? And if Anthony Davis gets manhandled by Jokic on the boards, like I'll say the same thing, dude. That is the most important thing that he can do. If he puts up 15 points, but he gets more rebounds than points every night, LeBron can fill the gap on points. I really believe that. D'Angelo Russell can fill the gap on points. But if Anthony Davis gets bodied by Jokic in the paint, that is going to be the problem. Because that momentum that Jokic can... I mean, he has the outlet pass like Kevin Love. I mean, he is he's better than Kevin Love at the outlet pass. And so... You don't think so? I mean, uh, I mean, there's no real statistical way to measure that. I'm just saying in regards to like, I mean, he's he's former two-time MVP. I mean, he doesn't turn the ball over a ton. He averages essentially a triple double in the playoffs. I mean, he's just he's just one of those guys. And every time I see him do an outlet pass, it's I mean, perfect. So unless we went back and looked at exactly, you know, the statistics for the turnovers versus, you know, the accuracy percentage yeah, on the exactly. inbound. <laughs> Like, how is his 40-yard pass? Like, is it pretty good? Is it, you know, slant route, that sort of thing? No, I just, I mean, we'll say they're equal. They're equal. His outlet passes are nasty. He can get the boards. He can shoot outside. He can play inside. He's got the moves inside that nobody knows how to figure out. So as long as you can, you're not going to stop him offensively. I just don't think that. But if you can get, if you can limit the second chance points, Anthony Davis, if you can limit the second chance points and you can get the rebounds when you need them, and you can create fast break opportunities. I think the Lakers have a chance, but I—I I mean, you're discounting Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray has been going nuclear this playoff run. It's—it's it's yeah. just so that's another factor. But 
he he's going to have to guard LeBron James. And by he's going to have to guard LeBron James, Jamal Murray is who LeBron James will be targeting on the switches. So that's uh I mean if they're if the Lakers are smart, they would do that to try to limit what he can do on the offensive end. Um at least that's what I would do if I were coaching. I mean, Darvin Ham. This is free free coaching advice right here. Just FYI. Um Yeah, he averaged so against Phoenix he averaged twenty five and then yeah, six and five for six and, and rebounds. That's that's Jamal. The Lakers are going to be, though, by far the best defensive team they will face in these playoffs. I was going to take it a step further and say the Lakers are better than the Suns. It'll be a harder matchup for them just because they're a more complete team, and Monty Williams was essentially refusing to use the bench until Chris Paul got injured. And so this in this team, the Lakers... I mean, they have they have some dogs on the bench, dude. I mean, they can they they have a fully like set real lineup. I don't know if they're better than Denver because Denver's been together for years and they've got studs, dude. I mean, we're talking about Jamal Murray and Jokic. We're not even talking about Michael Porter Jr. or Aaron Gordon. I mean, those are two other players that are you know at least fifteen twenty points a game and are incredible athletes. Both probably above what six seven six eight can get boards, can drive, can shoot. I mean, they're, they're, they're stacked, and they've been together for years. So it's, it's going to be really hard to pick the Lakers. That's why I'm, I'm venturing to say, and I thought about this earlier, I'm, I'm going to take the Nuggets in five, dude. I am. Gentleman sweep, bro. Gentleman sweep. I'm feeling it. I think, I think AD is going to get – I think they win the first game. I think Lakers win the first game because they're flat. Like, the Nuggets will come out flat, and this is total – I mean, we'll see how wrong I'm going to be. But – I think they win the first game and then Jokic comes out and just absolutely embarrasses Anthony Davis. Um, Cause I just, I mean, he's not consistent and Jokic is, I mean, we saw Joel Embiid, dude, he should have won three MVPs in a row. Joel, they gave it to Joel Embiid because he didn't get it the last two years, but we watched Joel Embiid. I mean, how bad was that dude in the 76ers game? I mean, so yeah, bad. Dude, that was, so, I did just on that real quick. Saw the game up to halftime. Saw the start of the third quarter where they tied up the game. I think Tobias Harris hit a three to tie the game up. I left to do something real quick. It wasn't even that long. Come back. Celtics are up like 24. And I'm just like, what the hell? I was like, I was gone for like five minutes. What happened? Dude, at one point in the third quarter... The 76ers had scored six points. I believe there was four or three and a half minutes left in the quarter. They had scored six points over the course of eight to ten minutes. And the Celtics, to their six, had scored 24 points. They ended up finishing, I think it was 33-10 was the third quarter split. That's embarrassing. He didn't even, Joel didn't even look like he wanted to be there, dude. He was walking everywhere. And he was not aggressive. I, I was sitting there, I was watching with my dad, and I said, dude, you're the fucking MVP. Like, act like it. Take it to the rim. Like, show him who's the man. Like, I'm the MVP this year, dude. I dominated the league. And he just never did. And James, dude, I mean, I feel so bad for James, man, because he's just, he's just never, he just is never going to show up. Like, and I, and I hate to say it about him because I love James Harden, but he's just, 
it's he's just never going to show up in a game seven. Like he just isn't. He doesn't. We've seen so many games now of him trying and he just never does. And I want him to every single time. It feels like he has the perfect opportunity every time. Like, okay, this is the coming out party. Drop 35, shut up all the haters. But no, he goes like two for 19 and has like eight points. It's terrible. It's terrible, man. So, I mean, we can hop into the 76ers since we already did, but I mean, what'd you, what do you think? What do you think of that? What do you think of the series? What do you think of the like outcome? What are they going to do with Doc Rivers? The whole bit. Hey, Chef Doc Rivers never disappoints. This man <laughs> endlessly finds different ways to just fuck shit up, and yeah. just it can't just ever be a normal hard fought. Like, dang, they lost a hard fought six game series. Da da da. It's always some stupid. Oh, they got come back on by the eight seed. Oh, they were down three one, came back. Oh, they were they were up in game at the end of game six, and then game seven, third quarter just said, mailed it in. They just said, We're we're good for the season. Um Doc Rivers, Chef Doc Rivers never disappoints on uh the ways we, we, we think we could predict it, but it just becomes unpredictable um with him. Uh that is that's all I think of the series. It's just it's it's it, So you say fire they were who we thought they were. So fire them? Yeah. No, I kinda like the entertainment. Alright, I'm gonna say this and I don't typically agree with this man whatsoever. I don't. I really, quite honestly, go so far as to say I really don't like his takes at all. I never think his takes are any good. Kendrick Perkins had something that I, I really agreed with, and it's something that you and I say, is when it comes to Game 7s, man, and I want to talk about Joel's interview, um, when it comes to Game 7s, it's less about the X's and O's and the coaching. It's so much more about the superstars like stepping up. Like that is, it's who wants it more in those games. It's not so much about who has the best scheme or you've played six games against each other. You know everybody's tendencies and you know what, what to expect. So it's time for the MVP, Joel Embiid, or the former MVP, James Harden, to step up and play. And Joel is 15 points, five of 18. James Harden, nine points, three of 11. Like, and then James had five turnovers. All of them were ugly. I watched all of them. And then Joel had four turnovers. I mean, nine turnovers, and then you had 24 points between your two superstars. Not good enough. That's You don't deserve to win, period. I mean, Jason Tatum played amazing, put up like over 50, 52 or whatever it was. I mean, he went nuts. But even then, like, you got to, I mean, you got to match it. You got to do something. You got to put up 20 at least, man. You can't be turning the ball over and missing every shot and not taking command of the game. Fucking MVP, man. You're the MVP. That's that's what's crazy to me. Is, is You have you have Jokic. Well, I can pull up his stats from the last the last uh, series, but it was, it was gross, dude. I mean, just absolutely gross how good he was. Give me a second to pull it up, but. I mean, Until the Lakers come into town. Before Anthony Davis comes into town. Yeah, okay. Anthony Davis. So J- Joker averaged 34 and a half, 13 and 10 rebounds assists, respectfully. Respectfully, yeah. Respectively. Respectfully. Respectfully. Um, 
So 35, 13, and 10. Averaged a triple-double. Had a game where he put up 53. And they still lost to the Suns that game. I mean, that's... You're not going to stop him. He averaged he had 60% field goal percentage, bro. And 45 from three. That's nasty. He's seven Lakers feet tall. Seven. Lakers in seven. It's unstoppable. He, he averaged a triple-double this season. I mean, he's just he, he, quite literally unstoppable. I, and it's so funny because he just looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I mean, he's just not not even relevant physically but or intimidating physically, but he's just an animal. I don't think you fire Doc Rivers. If you fire Doc Rivers, you go and you get Monty Williams or, or Budenholzer. Um, that's what you got to do. Dude. If you fire Doc Rivers, who else are you going to go get? I mean, you got to go get Monty Williams, I guess. It's really the best option out there. Um, four of the last that job. Four of the last five coaches of the years got fired. Crazy. I think the only they're blaming one... the coaches, man. When it's like in in this instance, when I watched that game, Doc Rivers didn't do anything wrong. Like there are just some games your players don't show up, and you have to be your head's on the chopping block, I guess, for that. But it's not fair to me. I mean, professional sports aren't fair to begin with the business side of things. But to fire Doc Rivers and bring in a new coach, I don't think you're going to pull something out of James Harden that's going to make him not go three for 11 in game seven. Like, I don't think you're going to pull. Like, there's nothing you could say to Joel during that game. He looked just tired the entire game. So there's nothing you're going to say to him as a coach that's all of a sudden going to make him pop off for 40. Like, there's just nothing. That's what really I've realized this playoffs, what turns me off of basketball. Um, first of all, the script writer. They need to <laughs> hire somebody new. They need to make it fresh. This is the yeah. same guy we've known the past 10 years. We all predict it. We all see it coming. We all see the script. So it's time to hire a new script writer. Um, <laughs> Some fresh eyes, some fresh thoughts. Yeah, get the NFL script writer over here. He's pretty right. good. Right. But, I mean, it's just game after game, like, you'll get in a seven-game series if it goes seven. It's kind of like you'll get one, maybe if you're lucky, two, like, really good games, and then the rest of the five are blowouts one way or the other. Like, just taking turn blowing each other out. And then you got situations where, like, game seven, Joel Embiid is like, why are you, this is game seven, why are you even here? Like, it's just, I, in a way, you know, not trying to talk down on, like, the NBA stars or anything, but it just, they're, they, they're kind of prima donnas, I guess, a little bit. Mm. Um, and that is why things like that happen, you know? I was like, oh, like, well, they keep hitting me. I can't shoot the ball right. You know what? I'm done. It's game seven, but I'm done. It's like winter go home, bro. Nut up or shut up. Yeah. It's like, where, where, like, where is this at? And I just feel like the NBA just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't disagree with you. I, I I do think that you come across a lot of scenarios that players do sort of start to get prissy about things. 
I think that's definitely the just nature of the game now. Um, or just clock out. Like if you, you already see like, oh damn, we're down 20. Um, you know, they really got our number today. All right. We're just going to kind of clock out. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get them next game. It's all right. We'll, we'll get them next game. Just, just rest up. It's not a good culture, dude, because you, you're right. Like in, the early 2000s, 90s, like when we kind of the basketball we grew up with, it was truly like you you basically le- you left everything on the court, like you just left everything you had on the court, and there's no way. And I want to talk about this, the Joel Embiid thing. Did you hear his post conference presser? Uh, I I don't know if I only heard a portion of it or all of it, but yes, I heard the, the quote. The quote that I'm surprised I didn't see. I I watched some of first take this morning, and they didn't talk about it. I was pretty surprised by that because Joel Embiid, the quote here is, me and James can't win alone. You know, all five, essentially, that was the end of the quote here. And essentially what he was saying is, I'm paraphrasing, you know, everybody has to come and get better. Everybody has to work. You know, it's a, that's why you play five on five. Yada. Dude, that is such a bad mentality to have after losing a game seven and putting up 15 points on five of 18 shooting as a center and as the league MVP. That is the worst. I'm shocked that I didn't hear it from more people. Like, you're putting it on your teammates. Like, your teammates need to step up in a game seven. Dude, fuck that. You're the MVP. Step up and play. Like, that's something you say if you drop 40. That's something you say there. It's like, everybody needs to get better. (laughs) You know, that, like, that's literally what I was supposed to do. Bro, like, for real, like, you don't, you don't say, oh, you know, it's a five on five game and y'all. Dude, that's so bad, man. Like, if I'm a coach looking at that, why would I ever want to go coach him? Like, he has the hardware now as the league MVP, but that's not the mentality of an MVP. That's not the mentality of a champion. I'm not gonna win a championship with him. I mean, he's just he's injured all the time. And he and he's walking up down the court in game seven. Game seven? You think he went to bed last night thinking he left everything on the court? Come on. Come on. The real leaders, they say, I need to be better. I need to do better. That's what the real leaders say, the real superstars, the real MVPs. You don't say a game's five on five. You don't say that. Yeah. LeBron didn't didn't even say that. 2018 finals, bro. He didn't say that ever once. You just, I mean, you just, you can say like, oh, they were the better team and, you know, we didn't play well, yada, yada. I need to step up. Like, you can do that. But to say like basketball's a five on five game and, you know, me and James can't win alone, that's... Uh, what do you mean you can't win alone? You put up 24 points together. Like 24 points that's that's half less than half. There's their superstar. They the 24 points they put up 88 in the total. They even hit 100 in the game. It was 112 to 88. What is that? 20 24 points they lost by. Jeez, they had dude. they had like 53 at halftime. Yeah, dude. They, I mean, it was it was horrific watching watching that game. I mean, they they just absolutely shit the bed. The superstars did. I mean, I hate to see James Harden do that. Um, I don't think he fired Doc Rivers. I think he is going to get fired, but I don't think he fired him because it doesn't make any sense. Because it's not like you bring in a coach and it's going to fix it. It's a coach doesn't fix that. Joel Embiid taking accountability and not putting up fifteen fucking points fixes that. That's what. The, that's if Joel put up 40 and James had that game, 
then we just look at James Harden. We go, come on, man. Like you're just, you're just not, you're not built for it basically. But the fact that they both did it and then he had the audacity, the unmitigated gall, the nerve, Stephen A quote, (laughs) to go out there after, you know, the two of them combining for 24 points and nine turnovers. It's terrible. It's fucking terrible, man. Mm, not much to say on that. I mean, it's it's atrocious. Dude, they were but eight not... of twenty nine together. Eight of twenty nine. I I don't know what's worse, that or John Morant flashing another gun on IG Live again. <sighs> Let me ask you this: <laughs> Are we? disappointed in jaw or are we mad at him for lying essentially to us did he lie though maybe in the moment he didn't lie during he took that he came on for the jalen rose documentary or the interview and said you know i'm a changed person i I understand i see this i see that like i i I get all this and that i mean he paraphrasing but if you go back and watch it he's very apologetic and said he changed his ways after 11 days of therapy Bro, I've been in therapy for a long time, man. I tell you what, eleven days doesn't do shit. <laughs> it's not, you're not, you're not fucking better after eleven days, dude. That's some nonsense. That's a, that's yeah. That's like oh, eleven days. I I went from you know. Want to be a Apollo? Yeah, I don't know. Like <laughs> eleven days of therapy, and he just changed just like that on a whim, man. Mental. It's mental game, strong. No, nah, but um, yeah, we. I feel like we all kind of knew. There's no way ten days, you know. All of a sudden, you're a changed man. You're not. You don't care about flexing the Glock anymore. You know. Okay, okay. Um, he might have fooled you know, himself or just said enough to, or did enough just to get back on the court. But, um, yeah, he needs to, I'm glad they suspended him indefinitely like ASAP Rocky. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know the video really existed until I got the thin and thin and uh, Grizzly suspended John Morant. I was of one of the 112 people that was watching the IG live. No, I'm kidding. But the fact that there was 112 people, like, bro, if you're going to do it, at least do it on, like, P. Diddy's IG live or something. Bro, like, come on. At least, like, somebody cool. Like, don't be... I mean, he's got 100 people watching. Come on. I, I can, like, probably gather 100 people. Oh, yeah. We like. definitely could. Be easy. <sighs> but... I don't know. I just hope. Uh, glad they made such a quick. They reacted very quickly to this. They didn't waste any time. Suspended him indefinitely. Um, it's just are you sad. Disappointed? Or are you mad? You're sad. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him, man. Like I don't know what it is, but hopefully this time he really takes the time to get the help he needs because he from Cranbrook, that's a private school. Hey. Yeah, dude, for real. This guy. He lived gangster. with his parents coming out, like coming out of college. He lived with his parents because he wanted to have like a, a good head on his shoulders. I don't know if that's changed, 
but I love listening to the first take guys about this because it was Swagoo, Marcus Spears, um, Kendrick Perkins, and Stephen A, who are all black and they've all like had to, you know, struggle essentially to get to where they are is like what they were alluding to. And they said like, and and you hear this in rap songs too. And you hear this like, well, I shouldn't say rap songs. You hear this like when you dig deeper into certain brands, like DeMar DeRozan is a great example. DeMar DeRozan in Chicago was protected by, I think it was the Bloods. Like they used to get into fights on the basketball court, but when DeMar would come, like they would, they would protect him up until he was 13 years old because they realized like, dude, you're special. Like you have a talent. You have to fact check me on that one, but I do. LA. He grew up in Compton. Yeah, LA. Okay. Well, it was gangs were involved in his life and they understood the potential that he had. They looked at him and said like, you're, you're not, you don't do this. Like you don't, you don't want to do this. You make one mistake and then you're, you're stuck in this life, man. Like you have the potential to, you know, go the distance and make, you know, not even generational wealth, but just like, I mean, it's, it's like family line. Like it's, it's, it, it, you can change the trajectory of your entire family for, I don't even know how many generations after dude, like you think about getting paid $300 million over the course of five years or six years, dude. I mean, that changes everything. If you do it the right, if you use it the right way, it's a tool. So you use it the right way. And I mean, it just sucks to watch somebody sit there and, and I'm mad at him because like I'm mad in it's, in it's more disappointment, mad. Like I'm not like yelling, like, Oh my God, I can't believe, but it's, it's like, man, you, you, you used all of your credibility in your last go round. You have no credibility. And I, I thought about it and I don't know what the path is to regain that credibility. Like, is there a path that will ever look at him and say, he's not, I mean, will there ever be a comment section that looks at his shoes and says, this isn't like the gangster fours or whatever, like the, whatever they say, the Glock threes, like that kind of thing. Like, is there ever going to be a time that we put this behind us? And you think about the, he's 23 years old, dude, like his whole career is ahead of him. It's his prime in his late twenties. And it's just sad because like he's I don't know what to call it. It's not an addiction, but it's like stupidity. Like, what is why are you hanging out with people like that? Like, I love the comment section I read. It's like, bro, just be like every other NBA player and find five white chicks and take them to Cancun. Like, that's what that's I read that on like Twitter or something. I was like, bro, I love this. This is it's facts, dude. Like, what's up with that? I mean, come on. You're, you're laughing because it's the fucking truth, dude. Like, come on, you're 23 years old, you're getting paid fucking 40 million dollars a year. Go find five white chicks and take him to Cancun. Like, come on. Instead, he's like hanging out in a fucking Subaru with a Glock with a guy with 112 followers rapping. It's like, why are you doing that? Like, why are you doing that? Doesn't make any sense. It's not cool. What's cool is making 45 or 40 million dollars a year and being Mr. Studio bitch. Like, that's that's cool, bro. That's fucking dope. Dude, you make him sound like this, like you know, ordinary, like barely graduated Clarence, high school. Clarence kind of parents dude. had a really good marriage. <laughs> it's like, bro, you're flexing with a gun on IG Live in a Subaru. Yeah, dude. A Subaru. <laughs> That's what got me, bro. The Subaru. You're flexing in a Subaru, sir. And with a rapper that only has 112. Bro, it's, it's bro. 
Dude, man, putting out SoundCloud clips and handing out DVDs still or CDs, bro. He's still walking around the mall looking for somebody to listen. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) And it's sad because it's like you look at him and you're like, why do you care what that guy thinks? Like, why do you care? Like, who is that person to you? Like, at certain points in your life, you have to leave people behind because they're not on the same level as you or they're not where you want to be. And we, you and I can probably think of a few off the top of our head individually that, I mean, whether it be mutual friends or just individual friends that you took a step in life, whether it be going to college or graduating college and getting a job, like you just had to leave people behind because like that wasn't who you wanted to be anymore. That wasn't what you wanted to be around. And you needed to cut those people off. It's nothing bad. It's not like I don't like the people I've cut off. It's just I've realized if I want to get to where I'm going, I can't have that influence in my life anymore. That's like that's the past life. I'm trying to I'm trying to get to where I'm going. And I just don't get why he doesn't see that. I mean, you get paid $40 million a year and you're hanging out in a fucking 2002 Subaru. Like, what are we doing? I'm serious. Bro, it's like a 1998 Rav4. Bro, pulling around in the Escalade with two fucking busted tires. I don't, I don't get it. Oh, Lord. I mean... It is what it is. He he won't he won't be like that. He won't do you think he'll play in the that. NBA this coming year? Or do you think they'll suspend him? He'll play. Yeah, he'll be he'll be there. Like game one, opening day. What does he do to get credibility back from anybody? Like, what what do you think the path is? Hit uh, a center or counseling or something like now yesterday, and then they did that for like. 3 May, 3 August, like four months straight. I, yeah, I just, I guess if he does that, I guess. But then it's, I mean, they made a really good point in first take, and I thought it was kind of true. It's like if you've had one offense or one scenario that's impacted you negatively, like this gun scenario or going to jail or whatever, like if you repeat, the likelihood of you still like repeating is pretty high. I mean, you think about it. It's not, there's not a lot of people that go, okay, you caught me. And it's the first time. And then they come back and the second time, like, okay, you really caught me. Like I'm done. It's like, no, they like, they keep pushing the envelope and I don't want to group them into that, but it's, I kind of look at it like four months of counseling. Okay. Is he going to be secluded or is he going to be like around his normal environment? If he's around his normal environment, like, that's great. I think that's helpful. But if he's secluded, then he comes out of it for the NBA season. He goes out one night and then all of a sudden there's, I mean, just, it's a fucking gun, dude. It's not like you're like, you know, getting drunk or whatever, like smoking pot. It's like, it's so easy to avoid. I feel like if somebody's holding the gun, you're like, bro, I can't, no, 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 don't put me that, but don't put that near me. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want And I just don't, I don't get that. Like, I just, it's, it's easy, dude. It's not like drugs or alcohol. It's, 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 you can separate yourself so easily. There's not an addiction to holding a gun. Like, like, Hey, you don't know, bro. I guess there could be an addiction to holding a gun. I just think that's too silly to be real. Like fucking Gary down the street. who just can't take his hands off his Glock. Wakes up and brushes his teeth with a Glock. I love this Glock. Yeah. It's so silly. I don't know what to think of it except for the fact that I just I'm mad at him for for like breaking everybody's trust because I want him to be a great player and I was a one year Memphis Grizzlies fan um, and I just I want him to not be terrible like Dylan Brooks who's gonna go play for the Shanghai Sharks and, and Dwight Howard with all those women that's 
hilarious seeing those commercials. But anyway. Yeah, that's uh that's basketball in a nutshell, man. But dude, our Vegas Knights are moving on to the conference finals. Are they? Yeah. I love that. Let's uh I want to talk about one more thing basketball wise. I want to talk about Jason Tatum because I said something yesterday I think I kind of want to defend. You think, said something on where? Yeah, I said, no, I, I just said it to my dad. Oh. <laughs> and he kind of looked at me and I thought, I think Jason Tatum might be the best player in the NBA. Like he is, I think he might be the second coming of Kobe Bryant. And RIP, I love Kobe Bryant. I was watching, I was re watching his like funeral stuff this past weekend because I was like, I saw a video of him, or I saw a video, I think, of Shaq giving his speech. I was like, bro, I just want to rewatch this and like get in my feels again because I miss Kobe. And I did, and I was like, I was I was feeling it. And then I watched Jason Tatum play and I know their relationship. And dude, I, I really think he he might be the best player in the NBA. Like he is the potential for him is unbelievable. I mean, if he's making shots, dude, he's on he's unstoppable. He's so good. Better than Jokic. I would think so just because like I think being a smaller player and like how explosive he is I just better think better than that, Von Braun? I mean all better time, than Kevin no, Durant? Uh, the Slim Reaper? Okay, if if he wins this year I think he's better than Kevin Durant because mm. Kevin Durant dude like cannot win without help. And even when he has help, like he just somehow, some way, there's something that goes wrong. And he just never elevates a team. Like it feels like I could be totally wrong. It it feels like he never elevates the team to the next level. Like we looked at the Suns when they traded for KD. We're sitting like Devin Booker, who drops 70 like it's nothing. The point god, who is older and gets injured, yes. And Kevin Durant, who is arguably one of the best offensive players ever. I just think right now, like Jason Tatum is entering his prime. And if he's going to put up like 50 plus points in a game seven elimination, I just, I, I mean, how can you be better than that? Like, how can you be better than that? He put I up, raise you. he put up 60% essentially of the, the opposing team's total points. 60%. I raise you. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler might be the best playoff player right now. With hilarious <laughs> ever. Name. Best playoff player ever. I mean, no, Michael Jordan. Well, I meant more as like the best player like him to just be a baller in the playoffs, but irrelevant during the regular season. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, he's not irrelevant, but I get what you mean. Like, just not what he is in the playoffs. Like, he just takes like it up. The like the gap, the, the game, like, the, the levels he takes it up he, like, to, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. See what he, I don't even know what he's uh, the average this season. I mean, he averaged 23, but during the playoffs, he averaged 24 this last series and 38 against the Bucks. Oh, my God. Dude, he's an animal. 35, 25, 30, 56, and 42. Oh, my gosh, dude. Him, that's going to be a nice matchup, him versus uh, Tatum. Yeah, it will be. We'll see. 
Jimmy certainly rises to the occasion. That's he's the he's the anti James Harden. Like, he is the anti James Harden. James, <laughs> yes, Harden there we go. That's perfect. Season. And Duke Dukey during the playoffs, and then Jimmy That's Butler perfect. is like unstoppable during the playoffs. Anti Harden, there we he's go. He's the anti Harden, but I, I mean, playoff wise, yes, but. Dude, Jason Tatum, I mean, let me just pull up some of his stats. I mean, this guy is, I mean, I just watch him and he feel, and I, I think I said this like not too long ago, like maybe a year or so ago, like he is certainly trending. He's 25 years old. He's 6'8". He averaged 30 this year. And, and what do he average during this series? 29. And then the last series, 27. But he also gets... I mean, 11 rebounds in this past series and 10 rebounds in the previous and then five and five. So, I mean, honestly, 30, 10 and five guy. I mean, that's pretty hard to beat, man. It's like one of the most impressive things he did was in game six against the 76ers where this dude was ice cold, bro. He couldn't hit water in the middle of the ocean, bro. Yeah, Couldn't hit anything. And then in that final quarter, just like, Cut it on, like scoring 11 of the last 15 and stuff like that. Um, He's got that Kobe in him, dude. He's just got like, it just feels like the new age Kobe. Like he's, I don't think he'll be close to Kobe in regards to like success. I mean, who knows? Maybe he will be. Five is a lot. (laughs) That's, That's a lot of rings. So, I mean, we'll see. But as far as like how he plays... The mentality, like the step up to the plate. I mean, putting up 51 yesterday on 60% shooting from both the field and the three point, that's not zero turnovers. Put up 51, shot 60%, and had zero turnovers. Bro, that's that's stepping up to the plate right there, dude. That is, that's for real. I'm curious to see if he goes, if he goes into the finals this year. Let's say it's like Celtics Nuggets. I I mean, I'm going to take the Celtics, dude. Like, I really am. I really, yeah. I just, he just finds a way to win, man. And Jokic doesn't, like, weirdly enough, he doesn't give me that, like, killer instinct vibe. You know, he just kind of, like, he just quietly gets 40 and moves on, which is not a bad thing. I mean, I would love that. But he just doesn't give me that, like, I'm going to win at all costs kind of kind of nonsense. But he does, like, he did say he doesn't care about the MVPs. Meanwhile, Joel is relishing his, in his MVP. Fucking mm-hmm. five of 18. Horrible. Yeah. Center. Anyway, I just wanted to touch on that. Touched on it, you did. I don't think there's any it's more fit. basketball. Do we have any football? Is there any football? Mm, not really, no. Matt Ryan joining CBS. <laughs> cool XFL championship <laughs> <laughs> I guess congratulations to the four and six Arlington Renegades Renegades yeah they were four and six yeah yeah they oh, went well. on to win the championship Julio congrats sparks a debate of whether we should let in sub 500 teams in the playoffs so they can upset Patriot like teams <laughs> <laughs> Mm. I'd love to see the Boston fans that upset. They're already upset enough at the Boston Bruins. Ooh. Any hockey? I cut you off on the hockey. 
Our boys are moving um, on, though. Yeah, the boys, Vegas, moving on against the winner tonight. Game seven, Kraken versus the Stars. Honestly, don't know, brother. That's why it's in game seven. It's been pretty back and forth. Part of me wants to say the Kraken just because they got that dog in them. Ooh. They just got a little bit more, a little bit more dog in them, and that's all it comes down to in these game sevens, man. That dog. They should and, create uh, like a measurable, like a quantifiable stat for the level of dog in certain people. Like they should have like a test of some sort where they like prick your finger and test your blood, and they're like, "This guy's got ninety-five percent dog." <laughs> kind of like a QBR rating, dog. Exactly, rating. Like just dog a, rating. Like, they should. Or what? What was the stat you brought up years ago for LeBron over wins MJ? above replacement? <laughs> wins above replacement. <laughs> They should have that type of stat for like the amount of just dog. Dogs above replacement. Dog above replacement. I would love to just hear like Stephen A on first take be like, you're going to tell me Jason Tatum is going to lose when he has a 97 dog score. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's like make it a measurable stat so we can hear the pundits yell at each other about it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But but, anyway, uh, that's everything I got, dude. Yeah, Florida Panthers also, it was kind of poetic. The Heat and the Panthers clinched on mm. the same same night, back-to-back. Back. You know, Miami uh, was lit that night. You know, they were lit. Was it Saturday, or what, what day was it? Friday? Oh, God. I'm surprised we didn't hear of anything coming out of the city. <laughs> Fires burning down buildings or something. Yeah, it's, it's, good. it's a good time. Good time, bro. We're getting into it. We're getting into the peak of the playoff season here. And then we're going to enter into the lull period. And we're going to see what we can. I mean, we'll have some, we'll have some NBA or we'll have some NFL to like talk about. And there's always golf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Always golf. But anyway, it's everything I got, dude. You, you got everything? That's everything. It's everything for me. Yeah. Two fans, you know where to find us? That's Slice Devils Pod. That's Slice Devils Podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday-ish. And, uh, yeah, Lakers in six. (laughs) I was right about that, but I'm taking the Nuggets in five. So Nuggets in five, and we'll see you next time.